Good morning, people of God. Oh, Pastor Kelsey told me this morning, vacation Bible school is starting today. And all I heard was vacation. Yes. Just kidding. Thought we'd have some fun today. A little bit of uh, sunshine on a cloudy day, but uh, I pray that uh, today finds you feeling blessed. If you're whether you're here in person or joining us online, we're excited to be worshiping and giving thanks to God this morning. Amen. Amen. Uh, for those of you joining us online, we will be having Holy Communion following our time of confession. So we invite you to find some bread, some wine, some juice uh, after that time. A couple announcements for today. As I said, VBS is kicking off tonight. Uh, we start at 6 o'clock, so if you have kids or grandkids or neighbor kids that are coming, we invite you to come before 6 o'clock so that we can get them registered, get them everything they need, and then we can, you know, get things going. So that starts tonight and going all week through Thursday night, which is exciting. Next Sunday, we are outdoors at our 11 o'clock service, and following that service, we're having a picnic if you are interested in joining us, even if you want to come to the indoor and then join us for the picnic, that's fine too. Just let us know. There's a picnic uh, cloth table out there, uh, just RSVP so we know how many hot dogs and hamburgers to make. So that's all going on next week. Bring uh, uh, folding chairs or, or you know outdoor chairs, blankets, whatever you want to sit on, uh, any outdoor games you want to play, things like that. We're going to have some fun. We're also hosting Pastor Stephanie Newman's ordination in two Saturdays on the 19th. We also ask that you RSVP for that so we can also make sure we have enough chicken. And if you want to bring a dish to pass, that would be wonderful as well. Finally, don't forget that we are collecting school supplies for the month of August. So there are some plastic bins out in the entryway. Fill those up with whatever you come across in the next couple of weeks and we'll make sure we get those to the underprivileged youth in our central Macomb area. With all that said, I invite you to stand as you are able and greet the neighbors you have around you. If you're joining us online, give a shout out. Say hello. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for the gift of this day and for this opportunity to hear your word and for the chance to allow it to affect our lives. Be with us, guide us, strengthen us each and every day, and may your light shine in our lives and through our lives, especially on the days when people are in need of help. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So today we are wrapping up. We're putting a bow tie on this thing. Our vacation Bible school series called Stellar, where we have been on a journey learning the uh, five important lessons that our kids will start to learn tonight. Lessons how about how in all things, in every situation, the light of Jesus shines for us and also shines through us to help those around us and us live our best lives. 
As a reminder, I'm going to ask you to participate with me. So uh, every time I'm going to set you up with one of our previous lessons or the one for today, I'm going to kind of do a little ta-da! And that's your cue to shout out, Shine Jesus Light. So let's try it. Ooh, y'all are good. All right. So let's recap. Our first theme came four weeks ago where we learned when life feels dark. And I shared with you how Jesus was born in a very dark time with challenges and difficulties and struggles. And he was sent to be a light. A light in the darkness that the darkness could not overcome. And so we have this lesson that we know that when we have it or when we experience dark times in our lives, all the frustrations, all the situations and the people that exhaust us, when we are struggling, maybe even angry at life, we're encouraged to look for the light, to look for that beacon of hope and comfort and love that we find in Jesus. And along with that truth that with God, you are never alone and things are never as hopeless as they may seem. Seem. So, uh, when life feels dark, amen. Three weeks ago, Pastor Kelsey led us with our second theme, and that was when people don't get along, shine Jesus' light. And we heard from the story of Zacchaeus. And again, uh, Zacchaeus was a tax collector who was despised by everyone. And then along came Jesus, who broke down all the reasons that kept Zacchaeus on the outside looking in and found a way to welcome him into a new reality. And so we too are invited, dare I say even expected, to do the same with others, to look for the good and the possibilities and to break down the barriers that get in the way of us being in relationship with someone else. And instead of pushing or keeping people on the outside, look for ways to bring them together so that the light of Jesus can shine on all of us, right? So again, when people don't get along, shine Jesus' light. Our third lesson was to remember that when good things happen, shine Jesus' light. And we read from what is typically our Palm Sunday story where Jesus was riding triumphantly into Jerusalem on a colt, right? And uh, everyone was so excited. They were waving the palm branches. They were laying down their cloaks. They were shouting their praise of Jesus in their lives. Not afraid who else might see them. Not afraid what other people might think of them. They still struggled. They still had their off days. But they were so thankful for the good in their lives that they were celebrating and giving thanks. And so we too learned that we are invited not only to give thanks for all the good that's in our lives, because regardless of how bad things may seem some days, we still have blessings from God each and every day, but then also to help others see the good in their lives. And so we learned that when good things happen, shine Jesus' light. All right. Last week we received our fourth lesson and theme, and that was when people are sad, shine Jesus' light. We were reminded that sadness is truly a part of our lives. And in those moments when we experience great sadness and heartache, there is still hope because we have a God who refuses to let that sadness keep the final say. We have a God who can take even the lowest moments of our lives and create something new out of them. We have a God who is strong enough to lean on and a God who is loving enough to find peace and comfort in. 
A God whose light burns so brightly, absolutely nothing can snuff out God's light in this world. Amen? And not only does that light shine within you and for you, Jesus also shines that light when others are feeling sad too. And maybe you'll find that Jesus will shine His light through you at any given time, throughout the week, throughout the whatever, that that love and that light will shine through you to someone else who is in need or experiencing sadness. And so it is that we learn that when people are sad, shine Jesus' light. Okay, that was a lot. You just got four weeks worth of sermons in about three minutes. Take a deep breath with me. (sighs) Okay. Now for our fifth and final theme of our Stellar Vacation Bible School experience, starting tonight. Yes, drum roll please. Really, no one else? Come on. Thank you. All right. Today's lesson is this. When people need help, shine Jesus' light. And the Bible reading we get to use today comes to us from the book of Acts, the 8th chapter. I invite you to follow along on the screen, starting in verse 26. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go toward the south to the road that goes down near Jerusalem to Gaza. There is a, uh, this is a wilderness road. So he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home, seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go over to this chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, do you understand what you are reading? He replied, How can I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this, Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation, for his life is taken away from the earth? The eunuch asked Philip, About whom, may I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak. And starting with this scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. As they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here's water. What's to prevent me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I've read this story so many times never actually had the opportunity to preach about it. So I'm kind of excited to talk with you about this strange and wonderfully unique story that we get today. I mean, if we take a step back here, we get two main characters, right? We have Philip and this Ethiopian eunuch. This this Philip, we really don't know much about. I mean, he shows up a few times, especially in the book of Acts, but he's, you know, we, we don't know much about him. 
other than he was uh, like a deacon for for the the church at the time. Uh, On the other hand, we have this traveling Ethiopian eunuch who must have been quite the person. We don't even get to know his name, but we do know that he's apparently very educated and well-to-do. He's from Ethiopia, but apparently he can also read Hebrew since he has a scroll from the, uh, the, the book of Isaiah. To own a scroll back in the Old Testament, okay, or back in those times, meant you were very wealthy. Okay? Again, paper wasn't a huge thing. To have someone write that stuff down meant you needed someone educated to do that, right? And then for, to, for that person to allow that scroll to leave was a pretty big deal as well. So you're wealthy or at least very connected to someone who is. We also know that because he's riding a chariot and he's got a chauffeur, he must be pretty well-to-do. I mean, by show of hands out there this morning, how many of you own a chariot and a chauffeur? Right? So he's above our pay grade. And apparently even 2,000 years ago, distracted driving wasn't advisable. You weren't supposed to read or write texts while driving a chariot. And he's also able to speak with Philip, so we can assume that he knows multiple languages. So in short, he's a person of great power from uh, the Ethiopian kingdom. And at the same time, he's taken this incredible journey from Africa to Jerusalem. And so this trip to go and pay homage to, to worship in Jerusalem must have been a pretty big deal to him. To keep in mind where the story is taking place, okay? Uh, it wasn't just popping from city to city and just taking, uh, you know, a couple hour drive between each one. It would have taken days, weeks, maybe even months to make this journey. And notice where Acts tells us it happens. It happens on a wilderness road. Anytime you come across that word wilderness, it also means dangerous, lonely. Keep, there were no police stations, you know, along the way necessarily. These were places where thieves and robbers would have been waiting to hijack people. So Acts is telling us, well, this was a dangerous place maybe as well. And so this is where Philip is sent. And how amazing that he stumbles across this powerful man from a far-off country. And again, how amazing, not only that Philip listened, again, it sounds so simple the way the Bible talks about it. The angel of the Lord came to Philip and said, go, and and Philip went. I'm like, good Lord, how easy is that? So not only that Philip just listened, got up and went, but then when he got there, he dared to believe that he could listen to this angel and walk up to this extremely powerful person with a chariot and then have the gumption to go up and say, do you even know what you're doing? (laughs) I made that mistake once with my wife. I will never do that again. I mean, how crazy is this story? Just imagine that moment, a lone stranger jogging by your chariot, breathlessly asking you such an audacious question. If you were a person of that much power and prestige... I don't know about you, but if someone came up to me and said, do you even know what you're doing or do you even know what you're reading? I'd be like, who the heck are you? And yet this Ethiopian responds, how can I 
unless I have someone to teach me? How can I unless someone can guide me? And because he says that, his life is forever changed. And this isn't even the last question that the Ethiopian asks. After hearing about Jesus and about having the story of God unfolded before him, he's all in. And I love that just at that particular moment, they are riding by some water. Just so happens to be some water. And I love that this Ethiopian's response and and excitement to see that water is, Hey, what's to prevent me from getting baptized? I want this too. Nothing was stopping him. Not his status as a court official for one of the, for the most powerful person in Ethiopia. Not his ethnicity, not his riches or learning, not being in the middle of nowhere with some guy named Phil. God's saving power was not going to be told no that day. And I also love about how coming up out of that water, apparently the Holy Spirit snatches Philip away. Just like that. There's no stopping God when God gets rolling. And it's almost like, Philip, I got something more for you. Let's go. And off they go again. What a beautiful story. And I love how it fits so perfectly with our theme today that when people need help, shine Jesus' light. I'm thinking this is one of those great readings where we actually are invited to put ourselves in the story. Okay, to look at this and hear this and kind of imagine as if we are the people experiencing this. And so again, we've got two characters, so let's start with one. If we're the eunuch, regardless of how we view ourselves, we can learn that it is good to ask for help. Are you hearing me, fellas? Right? Especially our guys who don't like to ask for directions. <laughs> yes! We try so hard to do things on our own these days, as if by accomplishing something alone, we can prove to ourselves or to others that we are capable and productive and we don't need anyone's help. Well, this eunuch had it all. And yet by asking for help, a complete stranger in this instance, a complete stranger who shared something so powerfully with him that it changed his life. That's the power of God for you. By asking for help, you can be inviting someone to be in a relationship with you. And as the Bible tells us, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there too. And if Jesus is there, watch out. Lives can and will be changed. And so, when we need help, shine Jesus' light. And on the flip side, we have Philip. He was willing to not only be open to hearing God give him direction in life, he was also willing to drop everything and go for it. Now we don't know what Philip was doing. Maybe he was sitting around doing nothing, so it was an easy decision for him. But I have to imagine, especially back then, you didn't have a lot of free time on your hands. And how often do we get so focused and driven on what we want to do that we stop being open for what God is inviting us into. And yet Philip was willing to try something new, to even go to a wilderness road where there would be danger and strike up a conversation with a complete stranger. 
And as I shared before, that conversation literally changes the other person's life. And who knows how many others we know that this uh, eunuch was uh, in the court of the most powerful person. If he was this excited to get baptized on the road right then, how excited would he be to get home and tell other people about it? Who knows how many other lives would have been changed because of this instance and Philip's willingness to be used by God. All because Philip saw someone in need of help and was willing to jump in. So when people need help, shine Jesus' light. That too is an opportunity like you and I have. Dear ones, before you leave, uh, even leave this room today, I can promise you that God is inviting you to shine the light of Jesus in someone's life. It's honestly why I offer a hug or at least a handshake as you leave. I don't have to do that, right? But I do that because who knows? I don't know if you are in the roughest time of your life. I don't know if that will be the only uh, physical contact that you will get today or for the rest of the week. Or maybe you're doing just fine and it's just a reminder that someone else cares because I do. But I'm not even asking to see if you need help yet. I'm just trying to reflect the light of Christ back to you so you can know that there is love. And you have the same opportunity each and every day. God will lead you and call you to places and in situations you never expected, maybe even to wilderness places. God may lead you to turn up for someone, to ask for help, or invite someone into relationship with you. You know, some of the more fun conversations I've had are when people who even know what to do have turned to me and said, well, what do you think we should do? Because it invites relationship. And all of a sudden we're talking about it and it just unfolds together instead of watching someone else do it all. I do that to my boys. When we're playing a game or something like that, they'd be like, well, what would you do? What would you do, Dad? And be like, well, what would you do? Let's figure this out. Let's see what happens. Maybe I'll learn something too. God will also lead you to be willing to put down what you have going on in your life and to offer to help someone else, to be present with them, to offer strength or guidance or some hope and some love. In either instance, The promise today is that God will use any situation to lead you and others to new life, to maybe be forever changed by the light of Jesus. And so, dear ones, when people need help, shine Jesus' light. Well, thank you for joining us on this journey through our Stellar Vacation Bible School series. Remember, dear ones, when times feel dark, When people don't get along, well, I didn't hold on. (laughs) That's awesome, though. (laughs) When times feel dark, when people don't get along, when things are good, when people are sad, and when others need help, shine Jesus' light. Amen. Let's pray. God, the fulfiller of prophecies, with Scripture and water, you claim people as your own. Claim us today with water, and with this word, so that we may rejoice in the life given to us through the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
and make room for the light of Jesus to shine in us and through us each and every day. We ask this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able. Confident that God receives our joys and concerns, let us now pray for the church, those in need, and all of creation. At the end of each little prayer, I will say, God of grace, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Holy Father, you gather your church together by your Spirit. Inspire all your children to proclaim your abundant love throughout this world. Guide us in the mission of the gospel through word and deed. God of grace, hear our prayer. You cherish your creation from the smallest microbe to the largest mountain. Protect fragile ecosystems. Send favorable weather. Supply food and water to nourish creatures. And raise us up to care for all you have created. God of grace, hear our prayer. You desire peace and justice in the world. Instill within all political leaders your desire. Support the work of international peace organizations and provide relief for those in war-torn areas. God of grace, hear our prayer. You comfort those who are hurting. Accompany those who are alone. Heal those who are sick. Provide for all who hunger or thirst. Console the bereaved. Bring joy to the sorrowful. And attend all who call on you especially those we name either silently or out loud. Juanita. Jack. God of grace, hear our prayer. You place, with, you place us within communities for mutual support and love. Reveal yourself to us in worship, in fellowship, and in ministry with our neighbors. God of grace, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words as we now pray the prayer our Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and to, uh, I guess, confess those times when we have failed to live as God calls and invites us to live. So I invite you to use these words along with me. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear these words, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for us. And for His sake, God forgives us all of our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, 
I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people say, Amen. At this time, I invite you to take out your communion kits or for those of you at home to grab your bread and your wine or juice as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. We begin with the bread. In the night in which He was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to His disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is My body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of Me, the body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again, after supper, He took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace and all of God's people's sake. Amen. I want to give a big shout out and thank you to all of you who continue to support and love on King of Kings, especially through your offerings. There are buckets on your way out for you here today. There's a QR code for those of you joining us online. All this adds up to ways that we can uh, support those in need and, and do fun things like vacation Bible school every year. So thank you for the ways you support us. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of His hand. Amen. People of God, may the light of Jesus shine through you each and every day. And with that, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.